Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode six of the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. Since it's June and the typical time of year when homeschoolers start looking for their perfect curriculum, I felt like it would be a great time to share a little advice on buying that homeschool curriculum. Yeah, I get it. Buying homeschool curriculum can cause even the bravest of us parents to shiver in our boots. In fact, I'm pretty much in a similar situation right now. Looking forward to the next homeschool convention that I get to go to. I'm going to take my kiddos and we are going to do it together this year. So anyway, the first few times I had to purchase curriculum, I felt so lost. I eventually figured out that I needed to set up some guidelines for myself. Once those were in place, buying curriculum each year did get a little easier. But of course, I have to have some willpower to stick to those guidelines. One of the first things that I tell my homeschooling friends is that you need to revisit your purpose and mission for homeschooling. Why are you homeschooling? And how do you plan on accomplishing that purpose? This then leads you to think about the best way to accomplish that purpose, that mission, which is often your best fit homeschooling method. I encourage you to ask yourself the hard questions if you haven't already and write it all down. This is the beginning of your process to get to know yourself better. So once you've decided on the homeschooling method that you'll use this year or just this year or forever or what, you know, whatever you choose, it's wise to then think about each of your children. How do they learn best? What motivates them? nail down their primary and secondary learning styles and get to know what makes them tick. This will help you find their best fit curriculum. And the best fit curriculum is the curriculum that's gonna make your year amazing. You're gonna love it, it's gonna fit right, it's gonna feel right. When you find it, you will know. Now it's time to do some research. So, using both your homeschool method and your child's learning styles, you can those to be your foundation for direction, your guidelines. What do you need to even look for? And those, those are your go-to. This is what you go back to every time. Use the internet initially to find those homeschooling resources that fit both of those criteria. And then you can make yourself this big, long list and then go through each of those and see if you even like them. See if they make sense, see if what they cover is challenging enough for your children, all of those good things. Go through them all with a fine tooth comb and see if it's what you want. So that may sound fairly easy, but as I'm sitting here thinking about all the resources available for homeschoolers right now at this moment, I know your job is so far from being over. In fact, there are still some guidelines that I had to set for myself even after I had my clear direction and plan in place. Why? Well, because the resources are so extensive. There's just so many, and there are so many that are stinking awesome. And it's hard to say no to 
all the things, all the beautiful things. And trust me, I've learned the hard way. We can't do all the wonderful, shiny, interesting, super cool things that appeal to mommy. It doesn't work that way. I end up getting frustrated and my kids are overloaded, overwhelmed. It's crazy. So stick with your plan. Stick with what you know you need. Stick with what you know you can accomplish. And then here are some of my self-imposed guidelines. So number one, make a list. Yeah, make a list. Lists are great. And not just a list, but keep an inventory. Know what you have on hand. Know what your what you've got on your bookshelf what you're what you've maybe saved from your kids previous years but keep an inventory and start with a plan you've done the research so you know what is available make a list of what you need what you might think what you think might work and then give yourself a few options homeschool conventions are great for getting a chance to check out your options you can look over that curriculum. You can open it up. You can see if it's everything that you imagine it would be. But also have a list of the inventory that you have on hand so you can remind yourself, I don't need a new math curriculum. I have this one and it's a perfect fit. It works great. So that kind of deters your wanting to spend things on those shiny, new, amazing, <laughs> amazing resources that are out there. An inventory helps you stay within budget. It really does. It helps you know what you've got ready and waiting. Okay, number two. You've just developed and rehearsed your mission and purpose of homeschooling. So by curriculum, that aligns with that purpose and mission. If the curriculum falls out of the purpose and mission for your homeschooling, don't even look at it. Don't be snared by how, how wonderful it may seem. Don't even think that a curriculum might magically fix some difficulties that you have or that it would change your homeschool in some miraculous way. It just doesn't work that way. Buy your curriculum to fit your lifestyle, your homeschool, your children, your preferences. It's a much better fit. All right, number three, don't buy new curriculum just because. Just because it's beautiful or just because it's so cool. This one is especially hard for me. You know, I go to these homeschool conventions to speak and I look around and there's so much, there's so much, so many things and you know, all of it looks great. And so it's so hard to keep yourself within the budget, to keep, keep yourself within your purpose, your mission. Ugh. But I have to remind myself, if it's not broke, I don't need to fix it. I don't need the extra work. We all know that, right? We just don't have time for that. All right, number four, don't buy curriculum for future years. I know some of us like, oh, look, this is an awesome deal. I need to stock up. Well, yeah, I get that. I get wanting to save money because I, Lord knows, I want to save a penny if I can anytime. But you don't know what's going to happen from year to year. We all want to reuse that curriculum that our older children use. Sometimes that doesn't even work from year to year. Our kids change, our tastes change. Maybe it worked for an older child, but it didn't work for a younger, a younger child. So every child deserves to be evaluated and fit to a curriculum that best serves their unique needs. Sometimes if we buy ahead, 
we might waste money if our student changes or begins to dislike a curriculum. So just hang on, don't buy for the next 10 years. <laughs> All right, number five, limit yourself. Again, especially important if you are attending a homeschool convention, have a list, have an inventory, have a good understanding of what might work for your family, have researched all the resources that you think are good fits so that when you get to the convention, you know exactly where to go, exactly what to check out, put your hands on, look over, and help you make the final cut for what you wanna use. Be practical. And then when it's time to organize your homeschool room, you're really gonna be glad you didn't just buy anything and everything that you thought was wonderful. All right, number six, dig deep. Check out the curriculum in depth. Yeah, read reviews. Look at it if possible in person. Like I said, go to a convention. Go over the teacher's books. Ask yourself some questions. Is it laid out in a nice sequence, a sequence that flows and makes sense to you and your kids? Does it make sense? Is it challenging? Does it meet your basic requirements and learning goals that you have created for your children? Have a checklist, have some questions that you ask to help yourself work through that process. Number seven, find a curriculum that piques your interest. Yes, I know, I said not to be distracted, but if you set aside a purposeful slot, like an elective slot for a curriculum that is very high interest and super fun, then you don't have to feel guilty by looking for that one splurge, that one cool piece that you can find. All right, does it excite you? Are you ready and anxious to dig into it? So yes, curriculum, it should pique your interest. Not all of your curriculum is gonna make you be super excited to dig in, but even your standard curriculum, your core curriculum, it should be something that you look forward to every year. Number eight, don't always fall back on curriculum. We often think curriculum is the only way to go, but sometimes it's really fun to jump out of the box and just get creative. Visit the library, participate in a co-op, join a class at a museum, or whatever fun learning experience is available in your local area. But look for those opportunities. You'll be surprised at what you can find. I'm sure there are lots of other guidelines that you could add to this list, but these are my tried and true, my guidelines that help me steer true every year. In fact, this year, my kiddos are a little bit older elementary and junior high school, so I'm giving them some more responsibility in helping me determine our best fit curriculum this year. I'd love to hear about your adventures in finding curriculum, and you can email me at jamie.gaddy at homeschoolconnect.com and let me know. Once again, I enjoyed our chat and I hope that these few curriculum buying tips help you as you begin your homeschooling adventure this year. Join us next week for another podcast on organizing your home and car for summer learning. Yeah, even your car. As always, wishing you many blessings until next week with grace and joy. Jake.